up with great skill from him. To win the Mosala! Dream Sterling! What a finish! What pure class from the Englishman! Premier Talk, the English Premier League podcast for the fans. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Premier Talk Podcast. This is episode 12, Premier League Team of the Season. It's a good one in store today. A lot of activity on the social media site. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Mello, as always. Alongside with me is Danny B, Daniel Barbudo, the legend himself. Daniel, how's it going? I'm good. I don't know about this legend stuff you talk about, but... uh... You know, it's it's a, it's not a nice day outside, but still loving life. You know, almost done school, just about. Can't just can't get much happier about, than I am right now. Just about done. Uh, so Daniel, we had the socials going all week. We made some mm-hmm. graphics, popped them up there of uh, players that we thought were in contention of being in the team this season. And uh, obviously, FIFA announced today that the EA Sports FIFA announced the team of the season cards uh, for uh, the Premier League team of mm-hmm. the season so we have our own the fans have their own as you guys voted all week in the stories uh we're going to dive into it later a little bit later in the episode but we're going to start it off this episode with the starting lineup we're going to start us off with match day 33 rundown as always got the game of the week then we got our champions league recap we to talk a little bit about the newly introduced premier league hall of fame and then we're going to end our episode off with all three Premier League team of the seasons. Your team of the season, our team, of the, or my team of the season, and Andrew's team of the season. So we got three team of the seasons for you guys. It's going to be a good one, as always. Daniel, why don't you kick us off with match day 33 rundown. We're almost uh, at the end of the season. Manchester City could win next week mm-hmm. uh, with a win So uh, and a Manchester United loss. So, you know, it's all up for grabs next week. All up for grabs next week. Match day 33 rundown. We got on Friday, April 23rd. There was only one game. There was only eight games this week. A little bit of a weird week because they already made up two match day 33 games from a couple weeks prior. So on Friday, April 23rd, we got Arsenal versus Everton. Everton came on top of this one, one nothing. Um, you know, both teams haven't been in great form. I think Everton is doing a little bit better than Arsenal has. But then again, both not great. I think both didn't meet their expectations except for them at the beginning of the year. It was uh, a close one, one nothing here. Good win from Everton. Arsenal still poor. Saturday, April 24th. There was three games on Saturday. We got Liverpool. Daniel, look, sorry, sorry to interrupt you here. I just want this reminded me this Everton, this Everton game reminded me. I've seen transfer rumors of late of Felipe, uh, Felipe Coutinho, the, the Barcelona mm-hmm. man. You're a Barcelona fan, as we all know. You like that team. Yep. Um, what do you think about Coutinho trading in the Barca jersey for, for Everton kid and maybe playing alongside Hamas or Charleston and uh, Calvert Lewin? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad for Coutinho. His situation at Barca is a weird one because. Barca, like most people know, they're like f- not financially stable right now. Like they're in debt. They owe, I think, like uh, upwards of a billion dollars in debt. Um, so they're trying not to play Coutinho right now because if they play him, I think like three or four more games, then they have to owe Liverpool another five to $10 million. It was all in the contract clause, depending on how many games he played. So they're completely, he's not even on the roster. Like he's just in their practice squad. He's like, doesn't even get on the bench for like 95% of the games. Um I think it would be a good move for him. Move for him. I hope that Barca can get a little bit of money for him. I saw the rumor was about like forty to fifty mil. I, I saw know they thirty-five paid million. Thirty-five. I know they paid like what did they pay from like one hundred and twenty million pounds. Well, Daniel, they they did it to themselves. They didn't play him a lot. They loaned them out. He had a terrific season a couple of years back in uh, Bayern when they won uh, the UCL last year. So mm-hmm. uh, he, he's still a good player. He's still a great player. And then 
um, you know, you let him sit a little bit longer, he's going to turn into Apollo Dybala. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, another flop there. So, I mean, I wouldn't say Apollo Dybala is a complete flop, but I don't think he's bad at Coutinho. But yeah, Coutinho has been a big flop for Barca. I'm hoping they can get more than 35 million for him just because that team in their financial situation right now is not a good one. Um, I think he'd be a good fit at Everton. You know, he he he's played in the Prem before, so he knows what it takes to to be a top player in this league. It would be a good fit for him, and I can I can see it happening. All right, Daniel. Sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah, back okay, to okay. 24th. Saturday, April twenty fourth. We got Liverpool versus Newcastle. One one. Liverpool dropping more points again, sitting currently in seventh outside of a UCL spot. Not looking good for them whatsoever. We got West Ham versus Chelsea. Chelsea picked up the win in this one. Big win for Chelsea. One nothing over West Ham. West Ham uh, is just on the edge of Champions League right now. They're trying to get in. They're pushing. Um, they got to keep winning. They got five, four more games left from third. No, 34, 35, 36, 37. Yes, 38. Five more games left. They got five more games left. Um, it's going to be a big battle for West Ham because they need to win these games. It's going to be the first time, I think, in their history that they're making Champions League, which is incredible for them. You know, Jay Lings has been absolutely phenomenal all year. I know... Quick little spoiler alert. He wasn't voted into anybody's team this season. Sadly, sad face. Um, but he's been great. Chelsea, big win. And uh, not much else to say about that game. Sheffield versus Brighton. This, for me, is game of the week. I put this under game of the week. Me and Andrew decided because it was huge. We're going to get into a little bit deeper in uh, very shortly. We got Sheffield beating Brighton this one. one nothing. First time Sheffield won a game in six matches. Huge for them. I mean... They're sitting in 20th. Everybody knows they're getting relegated. So why not come out and play spoiler to a team like Brighton who is battling for out of relegation right now? Moving on to Sunday, April 25th. We've got three more games on Sunday. we got Wolves versus Burnley. Burnley absolutely destroying Wolves for nothing. This was a Huge shocker for me. This was a shocker. I, nobody expects Wolves to get destroyed by Burnley for nothing. Let's be completely honest. With We're not expecting Wolves to score the goals that they scored last year just because their main man's out. And, and yeah, of course. And but you'd expect them with that three back, and sometimes it's it's almost a five back with the two wing backs dropping back uh, in terms of uh, uh, when they're defending the ball. Uh, you, you would never expect that they would get, concede four goals, especially against a team mm-hmm. like Burnley. But uh, Wood uh, came out uh, firing on all cylinders. So mm-hmm. crazy day yeah, for him. He's been, he's been good. He's been good all year too. Um, the next game on Sunday, we got Leeds versus Manchester United. This one in a nil-no draw. Literally nothing here. There was no, like, it was just a very bland game. I, wasn't much I, I've been I've been impressed with Leeds of late uh, because mm-hmm. they've been stealing points from these bigger sides. Obviously, bigger side, yeah. now Manchester United. They, they've been doing decent uh, uh, of late. So, so uh, it's a nice way for, for Leeds to sort of end off the season here uh, on a high note, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, the last game on Sunday, April 25th, we got Aston Villa versus West Brom. This one ended in a 2-2 draw. I think this was West Brom. You know, they're sitting in 19th. The looks like they're going to get relegated. They're like, I think, um, like eight points back of, of Brighton, who currently has the 17th, in 17th place. They have to hop over Fulham, and they have to hop over Brighton in order for them to get kicked out of relegation. Looks like they're going to go down. I hope for, for their sake that they can, you know, scrape out some points in the last last five games it would be sick i love when it comes down to like the last match day because the way that i know andrew knows but for you guys the way that the premier league does it is the last two match days everybody plays at the exact same time on the exact same day so like you don't know what other teams are doing you can hear from your manager at halftime you can hear from the sideline in the middle of your game about teams that you're battling to keep in relegation and stuff like that but it's it's i love when it comes they down they to just last win day. you just have yeah to win. you just have to win it all comes down to what you do and uh you you don't know what the other team is doing Prior to, 
Um, we're going to move on to Monday, April 26th, the last game of the match day, match day 33. We got Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Leicester coming out with the 2-1 win. I think this was expected. Um, closer than I think they would have liked it. But then again, three points is three points. And uh, that's it for the match day 33 rundown. Daniel, game of the week. This was a good one. You know, you'd expect the bigger teams to be in the game of the week, but it's not always like that. Soccer or football, rather, on any given day could be a great match. doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. playing. Uh, and it was two bottom feeders, Sheffield United and uh, Brian Hovalbian. David McGoldrick, uh, he scored in the 19th minute. This was the only goal in the game. But it is a huge win for Sheffield. First win in, in their last six, like Daniel already mentioned. Um, obviously, it's not going to mean anything. It's just uh, for morale and for, for the fans, really. But this is an upset game if you're, if you're a Brian Hove, uh, you know Albion fan, right? This was a, an opportunity to grab crucial points. It was almost, uh, it wasn't a guarantee three points, obviously, because they lost. But uh, it was one of those games you would have favored Brian Hove Albion. They have the talent, enough talent uh, to, you know, obviously uh, shut down and, uh, you know, uh, score against a team like Sheffield that has been so vulnerable defensively this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're just sitting outside of relegation, as we already mentioned. And this was a huge, huge opportunity uh, missed. And it just allows Fulham to stay alive. It allows Fulham's hopes to, uh, you know, still still be there and still be present because uh, even if it's a slightest chance, it's still a chance. And, it, and they're going to be chopping at their heels uh, now, and it's going to be a lot of pressures on definitely for Brian Hove Albion, uh, knowing that uh, that Fulham are still hungry. They still believe in themselves and uh, they're playing decent football, too, as, uh, of, of late uh, Fulham. So uh, it's going to be it's going to go down to the wire. And that and also um, that Burnley win, that four nothing Burnley win was huge as well, because they're sitting not too far off the drop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's a huge morale booster for them. And I think it's just ultimately I think it'll be a. Uh, a staple in their season to help them stay up because uh four no win against a team like wolves is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely a confidence booster. That's going to, I think we'll, we'll, we'll maintain them in the, in the premiership this year. Yeah. You know, like Sheffield coming out and getting a win, they haven't won in six games. Like we said, it's uh, I think they're playing spoiler at this point. They want to see teams come with them. It's kind of like their last grass to like take Brighton down with them. Um, they already know they're done. They have like, they're so far off of, I don't even, I think they're, it's, it's impossible. I think they were, they were uh, mathematically kicked out, I think two weeks ago or three weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, so they're just going to play spoiler at this point. They're going to try to grab as many points as they can for, to see teams drop. And if you're Sheffield, why not? You know, you're already done. You leave it all out on the Premier League. You don't know when the next time you're going to be back in this league is, you don't you don't know. So why not play spoiler and uh, take teams with you? I love it. I, I love when teams do this, especially when they're sitting in 20th. Daniel, the champions. Champions League recap, baby. Let's go. Champions League recap. Two massive games. We got the semifinals of Champions League. We got two Premier Team Premier League teams left. One in each. Uh, one in each semis. The first game on Tuesday, April twenty seventh. We got Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Andrew, your Chelsea came out absolutely flying. Watch talk. Yeah, about Daniel. This? It's it kind of makes me mad. You know, I was working, uh, so I missed the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, putting in that. Putting in that making, those hours, making that cash, making that cash. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was at work, missed the game, but I saw the highlights and uh, I was quite impressed with uh, what I've heard from people talking about the game and obviously looking at some of the highlights. Pulisic scored in the 14th minute, it was a nice little finish there. Uh, he is mm-hmm. the first American in the history of the Champions League to score in that stage, uh, mm-hmm. which, which is a cool stat there. Um, first ever to do it. And I've been impressed since uh, Tuchel has given him uh, more, more freedom. You know, obviously he was he's been coming off the bench of, of late, and 
Uh, now he's he's transitioned and found himself in the starting lineup quite frequently. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been impressed the way he's playing. He's got he's given a lot of energy to that attack. Um, yeah. I think Kai Havertz has been, uh, you know, he's obviously been underwhelming this season uh, for that price tag. And uh, I feel like Pulisic should be able to take his spot and he has. And uh, I feel like right now at this this stage of the season, this late stage of the season, Pulisic would be more beneficial in the attack obviously mm-hmm. to compliment Werner and provide some more finishing ability up there because as we know, Werner uh, was a little shaky once again in this match. He missed a couple sitters here. So mm-hmm. Chelsea, Chelsea could have easily scored two goals in this one, uh, even three goals, uh, but they missed out some chances. And then Benzema obviously scored later on in the game to give, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the tying goal there. But for Chelsea, this is an away game in Spain, in Madrid, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they grab the away goal, the ultimate away goal that that is truly important in uh uh, two lake fixtures right so I think mm-hmm. Chelsea going back home they're, they're, they're really gonna lock things up and I think they're gonna they're gonna be very problematic for this Real Madrid team I think the pressure's on for Real Madrid they're gonna have to go out and attack and I think that when they do they're gonna be vulnerable in the back there's a lot of internal problems with this team uh, obviously the contract situations with Ramos and Varane uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uncertainties with this Real Madrid side and there's a lot of chatter that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about and that could be you know messing with the, the morale of the team messing with the, you know the mindset of the team and I, mm-hmm. and I just think that they're, they're internally they're so bad right now they're so it's been so uh, unstable that I think Chelsea uh, with the momentum that they've built over the last uh, 15 fixtures uh, or so it's going to be too much for Real Madrid and I think that uh, my prediction is ultimately going to be correct now I'm going to see my Blues uh, in the Champions League final Daniel I think Chelsea has a real shot of making Champions League final. Um, as big as we are Premier League fans, I'm going to come out and say this, which might be a little bit shocking to some people. I would love to see uh, all Premier League final from a Premier League fan perspective. But from a ch- Champions League, like I want to see like, like I don't want to see a Premier League. So I'm like kind of like on the fence here because last time there was an all Premier League final was Liverpool versus Tottenham. I don't know about you, Andrew, but for me, that game did not feel like a Champions League final. It felt like just another match. Like, that's just what it is. I agree with you. Because Chelsea and, uh, you know, Manchester City, they squared up not too long ago in a cup tie. And that was, an, that was a great game. That was a terrific match. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't love to see that rematch? Chelsea is going to want to get the better of them again, obviously, for, for more uh, silverware and for, you know, on a bigger stage, obviously, it's Champions League final. I would love to see it. They're, they're two of the, the top teams in, in England right now. Chelsea's sitting a little bit behind them. Obviously, Manchester United's up there and Leicester's up there. But I think Chelsea, the way they've been playing under Tuchel has been phenomenal. Any team could could lose at the hands of Chelsea right now. They've been so good. They've been so dynamic. They've been so organized defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very hard to break down. Um, I love the system that Tuchel's implemented there. He's, he's done a terrific job. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see Chelsea and I want to see City. Okay. I'm still gonna stick with me. I know what you're. I know where you're coming from. It would be a pretty good game. I just, for me, sometimes it doesn't feel like a Champions League final when it's two teams from the same league because they already play twice a season. You know, they have plenty of history. Unless it's like a derby or something where like you're gonna be going mad anyways. I like that a little bit more. Um, but anyways, it's still gonna be a fantastic game. Chelsea going in with the the away goal to the second leg versus Real Madrid. Gonna be a big one there. We're gonna move on to Wednesday, April twenty eighth. We got PSG versus Man City, another massive semifinal. This one ended 
This is the oil derby, oil too. money derby. The oil, there's there was so many memes coming out of this one. You got the oil money derby, we got the oil classical. We got there was there was a lot of stuff coming out. The money classical was nuts. Um, City coming out on top of this one, two one over PSG. PSG started off re- really strong. Marquinhos, he scored a great header. He's been phenomenal in the air. He's been phenomenal on set pieces. He scored a really lovely header in the 15th minute. And a quick little stat for you guys. This one was mad. And for me, I was like, wow, this is a crazy stat. He's only the third player in Champions League history to score in the quarters and semis in consecutive seasons. So back-to-back year scoring in the quarters and semis. And he joins don't, two other players. Don't sleep on Marquinhos. He's the face. Don't sleep on him. He's the face of the national team for Brazil's defense now. Uh, obviously, Thiago Silva is passing on the torch. Uh, Marquinhos, he's very versatile. He could play. Also, he could also play as a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like him in that position because he's he's very mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a terrific player, and he he was terrific on the day for PSG. Yeah. He, so um, the two people that he joined in, uh, and he's having a laugh right now. This guy's sneezing. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. Um, the two people that he joined are Cristiano Ronaldo and Griezmann. What do you think? Two world-class strikers, two world-class attackers. You got he's a leader. He's a, a center great back. Leader. He's a great a CDM leader. joining him, joining these two in this stat. It's fantastic. Um, it ended the first half one nothing. Second half kicks off. City was all over PSG. They were attacking as as much as they could. De Bruyne he scored in the 64th minute. This one for me was a cross. It was a little bit. Eh. It was he like the Ronaldinho was... goal a couple of years uh, way way back when when uh, Ronaldinho found the back of the net on a cross as well. I don't know a if you cross. It, it was a cross. He was looking for stones. Stones couldn't get there. Navas is expecting stones to get there, so he's still waiting for a touch right at the last second. He's waiting, waiting, waiting until the very last second. The ball spins off the ground, goes just inside the post into the net. People were blaming this one on Navas. I completely disagree. I think that there's two. There was two city players right in front of him. He's expecting one of them to touch the ball. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. He's expecting one of them to touch the ball. He has great positioning for a touch coming in. He doesn't have such good positioning if nobody touches the ball. Nobody touched it. Still goes in anyways. And uh, from there on in, City looked absolutely phenomenal. Mario scored seven minutes later from a free kick um, to put City up 2-1. Again, the free kick was good. There was a little gap in that he didn't curl it around the wall. He shot it right through the wall. So Kaylor Navas again had absolutely no chance. He shot it through the wall, couldn't see anything. Um, you can't let off the then, gas, Daniel. You can't let off the gas against City. I know you can't, um, and that's what they did. PSG needed more possession, and uh, you have to keep. The only way to beat a team like City is to keep the ball away from them and not let them touch the ball. Because when they have possession, uh, every time they go forward is almost a goal. That's how dangerous mm-hmm. they are. That's how much depth mm-hmm. they have. Uh, that's the class that they have, right? So mm-hmm. you can't you can't lose possession. You have to maintain possession against a team like uh, Manchester City. And you know it's funny though they go forward and they score so many goals but they weren't even playing a number nine yesterday. They no, the, playing- Guardiola hasn't Guardiola hasn't seen the likes of Aguero or Gabriel Jesus touch pitch for five five games or so. Yeah, um, it's ridiculous. He's really implemented it quite cleverly, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They're a possession based team. They have so much class uh, in the side. So you could have Foden on any given day, or Bernardo, or you could have Mars. Mars been really good. He's just stepped up of late. He's been he's been mm-hmm. on fire of late. Um, I really liked uh, how he's, you know, he's played in the system with the false nine being De Bruyne. Uh, and then on either side, it's Foden and Mars. They've really complemented each other well. They have uh, a chemistry that is like no other I've seen. It reminds me also of the uh, the, the Barcelona days when Iniesta and Xavi would link up in the midfield. And they, they just know where the other person is going to be yeah. at all times. And Crazy that kind of reminds me of this system 
that uh, this this little makeshift system that Pep Guardiola has implemented with the false nine here. So he's he's used it before, obviously mm-hmm. with Barcelona and Messi, um, but he's using it here again in a different way because De Bruyne is a little bit uh, different in terms of the way he moves. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's he's just a, such a class player. I, I can't stress that enough. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, it, it's been an absolute pleasure to watch him throughout the years. I wish he would have stayed on Chelsea. Chelsea did him so dirty uh, by uh, you know selling him to to Wolfsburg. That was that was a that was a terrible decision. Uh, one of the Mourinho decisions there. But just it, it, it's incredible watching this team, Daniel. It, it's an mm-hmm. absolute pleasure. This is a dynasty is, in the know. making. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. It's it's just a, it's a phenomenal team. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. After City went up 2-1, they're looking dangerous already. To make the matters even worse, six minutes after we had put up 2-1, Gay, an absolutely brutal tackle, studs up. Needless, needless tackle, yeah. It was it was brutal. It was I think it was Gundogan who who um who got tackled, studs up right to the back of the calf, down the calf to his ankle. Like it, it wasn't needed to be completely honest with you. Like it was just like Gunnar was passing the ball backwards, anyways. Like I don't know why you even need to do that. I think you know, going up to one, your your stress and anxiety levels go up a little bit. You start putting in more reckless challenges. This was reckless to say the least. He got uh, sent off straight red, um, and then after that, there was a lot of possession from City, and City ended up finishing the game two one. And now they head to they head back home to the second leg with two wiggles, which means. PSG needs to come out and have an absolute phenomenal game because they need to score at least two away goals to even send this into extra time or to win if they win two nothing. So PSG needs to come out and have have a great game. One more stat I want to include for you guys: Andrew has an Mbappe uh, shirt hanging right behind him. Not a good day to be doing this because Mbappe, for the first time in his career, did not register a single shot on goal yep. in the Champions League in a in a Champions League game. Not a single that, shot. That on goal. shows you, Daniel. That shows you how dynamic this team is mm-hmm. from the midfield to the, the uh, to the defense, the, the link up there. Uh, they're always aware of where, where their, their, their teammates are and they're able to Roger. He, he's just, he's, he's on another level. That guy mm-hmm. too. Amazing signing sure. a couple years back from Atletico Madrid. Uh, he, he wins so many balls. He recuperates possession for them all the time. Uh, and then I just want to talk about Ruben Dias because in this game, I saw the Ruben Dias highlights uh, I saw the in-depth highlights of it and I was just going over it and watching it. And he's, he always knows where to be. He always mm-hmm. knows uh, where to position himself in accordance with his other defender, whether it's John stones, Laporte, whoever it may be. He's just so smart. His IQ is like off the charts. It's off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he knows where to be. He's heading the ball back to the keeper. He knows uh, where to intercept the pass. He knows how to uh, stretch the play out to the wing to Cancelo or to walk or whoever it may be. Right. Uh, he, he just, he's got a great IQ for a center half uh, mm-hmm. and he's, he's a commander at the back and uh, he's, he's really revolutionized this, uh, this back line. And then obviously they spent hundreds of millions of dollars, but they finally got it right mm-hmm. uh, with Ruben Diaz. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, by next week, this time we'll know who the two teams are heading into the finals, no matter if it's Chelsea, PSG city or, or real Madrid, it's going to be a fantastic final. Like always like champions league always is. And uh, so make sure to tune in, you know, we'll have the, We'll be covering next week's uh, legs as well. And uh, we're expecting another two great games. We'll move on here to a very big topic. This is massive, I think, in the, in, in, the, in the league. Andrew, you were really excited about this one, the Premier League Hall of Fame. I think this yeah. is huge for the sport. How do you feel? 
I think it's about time, Daniel. I think it's about time. I think uh, players that have played throughout the years, uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and to, you know, present day, they mm-hmm. deserve to be rewarded. They deserve that recognition because we could talk about them all day, but once they get into the Premier League Hall of Fame, like other sports have, it, it's ex- it's exclusivity. That's what it is to be inside mm-hmm. of the, uh, be considered a Hall of Fame player. Uh, and in any sport, uh, it's not an easy feat. And um, obviously the two inaugural uh, players from the Premier League was Alan Shearer, top goal scorer. Uh, mm-hmm. just class player. I wish I, I never got to see him live. Obviously I was too young, uh, but uh, you know, over the years watching his highlights, it just, he's got an incredible finishing ability and mm-hmm. no doubt, no doubt he deserves to be in the Premier League Hall of Fame. And then the former Ars- uh, Arsenal man, Thierry Henry was his uh, co-member uh, that was, that was elected into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was supposed to be Ryan Giggs. I know obviously, you know, a little bit about the details, maybe tell the, the listeners about, uh, you know, the, discontent from uh, the Welsh international. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Giggs was supposed to be the second man record uh, put into this Premier League Hall of Fame with Alan Shearer. I know he said that uh, he was a little bit upset by the fact that he wasn't because so basically he had a couple of assault allegations that I believe he was charged with and never went to court or anything, but he did pay for them. And once the Premier League found found out about this, he was stripped of being put into the Hall of Fame. He is not even in the 23-man shortlist that the fans have the ability to vote for, which we'll discuss very soon. Um, he was snubbed out completely, which like, okay, he may not have made the greatest life choices, but this is like at the same time, we're talking about how well he played in the Premier League. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like you should be able to get away with what he did because he definitely made some really poor decisions. But talking about his class and his capabilities that he had on the pitch was fantastic. I think that he definitely deserves to be at least part of the 23-man shortlist. Maybe soon when he clears up his name a little bit, um, he will be eventually put into the Premier League Hall of Fame. But as of right now, he is not going to be one of the eight, eight people put into this Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, Premier League doesn't want bad, uh, bad publicity, that's that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and a, a bunch of people online were saying, why isn't Wayne Rooney there? Daniel, you were mentioning to me that it's because he's still a part-time player. He had mm-hmm. uh, so so you're not allowed to be in the shortlist if you're still actively playing, or you know. So that, just to clear that up for people that are wondering why Wayne Rooney's not on there. Uh, yeah, Daniel, one, what, yeah, go ahead. One more thing about that. It's it's the I think that what they said is that the rule is you need to be retired by August first of last year. I don't know if it was August first of last year, or August first of this year. I don't think Rooney is, I think he announced that he will be retiring at the end of this year. I just don't know where that timeline falls within that August. I think it was August 1st of last year. That makes more sense. So he wasn't retired by August 1st of last year. Therefore, he's not going to be included in this for this year. I think he's going to be on the on the list next year. I think there's there's no way that Wayne Rooney being one of the greatest players in Premier League history is not going to be on this list next year. Okay, Daniel, I'm going to do a little, make a good little game out of this. Mm-hmm. You can only say yes to 10 names. There's 23 names on this short list. I want to see you say yes, you should be in or no, you should be in. So I'm going to read out some names here. Okay. Okay. All right. So the 23 man short list, we got Tony Adams. No. David Beckham. Um. Yes. Uh, Dennis Burkamp. Yes. Sol Campbell. Oh, geez. Um, yes. He was on the Invincibles team. Eric Cantona. I'm going to say no. As much as that pains me to. Andrew Cole. No. Ashley Cole. Oh, yes. DJ Jogba. Yes. Les Ferdinand. No. Rio Ferdinand. Yes. 
Robbie I don't even Fowler. know. I've lost Rob- count. What am I at? Five? You're at six. You're at six. <laughs> six. Okay. Robbie okay, Fowler. Six. No. Steven Gerrard. Oh, Gerrard. Oh, jeez. Um, oh. I'm going to say no. Don't oh, hate my me. God. <laughs> Roy, Roy Keane. Uh, oh, don't. He's for Man United. Yeah. People hated playing Roy Keane. He was People a beast. Hated he was a beast in the midfield. Like he would break. He would break bodies. Like he was a. Like I think Roy Keane deserves to be more than Gerrard. But then you got like Lampard still left. You got Scholes. Okay, so next name Frank Lampard. Oh. So are you saying no to? Are you saying no to? Okay, Keane? I'll say yes. To, I'll say yes to Keane. Lampard. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, Lampard, sure. Okay, so you have two more. <laughs> Matt Letizier. No. Michael Owen. Yeah. Oh my God, bro! Phoenix. No, no, no! I'm saying, I'm saying no to Owen because I know who's next. Oh, Owen! Can you say no to Owen? No to Owen. Oh, Owen, okay. no he's Owen. Crazy though, man. I know he was nuts uh, though. Former Lundgren winner as well. Uh, Petr Schmeichel. I'm gonna say yes. Has to, to be. Has to be. Has, has to be. Because he's Paul. one of the, he's one of the greatest Premier League goals of all time. So false goals. How many do I have left? One. One. Oh, this yeah. makes it so much more you difficult. Must, okay, we'll give you we'll give you twelve. So you got three more. Okay, no, give me one more. We'll go eleven. Okay, fine. Okay, so I'm gonna say no. Schools, no, no. Oh my god, I put Keenan over schools. That's okay, my thing. Okay, next, John Terry. No, oh my god, don't give me <laughs> John Terry. Like he was good, top center half, top center half. I would consider real better. RVP, RVP, and, Robin Van Percy. Uh, no, mm. Nemanja Vidic. Oh, Jesus Christ, no, oh. Patrick Vieira. Yeah, I gotta say yes. Okay, so 10. Ian Wright. I'm going to say no to Ian Wright. I'll stick to my original 10. All right. Not this is so difficult because it is difficult. all 23 it is diff- of these players no. deserve to be in there. How like, many, do you know honest. how many they're letting in or no? Six. Ten was Six, that's it? They're letting in six more. No, six out of the 23-man shortlist. They're letting in six more um, plus the two that were already uh, appointed. So if, Alan Shearer. If, if Schmeichel's not in that six, uh, then uh, I don't know if they're drinking. Yeah, I don't or... think they're going to put him in because he's the only goalie in here. I think he should. He's one of the top goalies of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's very decorated as a player. He helped uh, Denmark win uh, Euro Cup. Like they mm-hmm. weren't even supposed to be there that year, uh, back in the nineties. Uh, so he's a top player. I love Schmeichel. One yeah, like adding good. on to my like ten list. Like obviously you got like Gerard in there who probably deserves to be in there, and then you got like Michael Owen. Like like you said, Ballon d'Or winning who's fantastic. I said yes at first, but then like looking at the other players, it's like kind of no, kind of yes. Um, and then even Paul Scholes. If you wait, Daniel, if you could add someone to the shortlist, who'd you add? Who was I thinking? I was thinking of somebody. I don't know. Who would you add? I'll ask you first because I, I was know. thinking of somebody. I got to remember who I was thinking. I don't know. Of. I think of. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking. Benestroy, maybe I don't know. He wasn't there for long though. Yeah, he wasn't. See, that's the thing. Mm. What's the current player you would put in there? I already know right now. Easy, easy. See, like even okay, here, I'll put Kevin De Bruyne, bro. Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Okay, right now, as in right yeah, now, yes, I would put from before. Even like somebody like okay, obviously they're not retired. Ronaldo, mm-hmm. like somebody like Ronaldo, like he was. I know he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he was on Madrid, but he was yeah. fantastic on on Manchester United. Kickstarted. He won everything there was to win with with that team. Yeah. Um, there's where's so. Uh, where's uh, oh, I, you know, someone else I put. I put David Seaman in there too. Great keeper. Great keeper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I gotta show the keeper some love there. Okay, so Daniel, that wraps up that segment. That was a cool one. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, they should honestly put Jamie Vardy in there because he's a legend. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. <laughs> uh, but Daniel, the fans have had their say. They voted in the stories. Uh, 
I think this is a pretty good take on the team that from the fans. Um, so why don't you start with who's in goal, Daniel? I, I just want to say, first off, we appreciate you guys for voting. Um, there was plenty of fan interaction. I think there was like at least 60 votes on every single post. So this is like, it's a lot of people voting in this. We appreciate you guys heavily. We're going to continue to do this for as many things as we can. We love the polls. We like seeing what you guys have to say. First off, fans vote where you got your, your vote. Andrew's team, my team, fans vote in 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 uh, goal. We've got Ederson, which I think is a good pick. It's a safe pick. It's a safe pick. It's a safe pick. It's a good pick. Um, um, Ederson's been you know phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's not phenomenal. He's been good. He's been great. Uh, a little shaky at times yep. here and there. Champions League's a little bit shaky. Uh, he's only had to make fifty three saves though. It's not mm-hmm. too much. It's not too much in the grand. But state. then you go look at it. He's great. That great uh, defense in front of him. As yeah, you can see, great, three of them are voted in, right? As we can see, um, great, great sweeper keeper as well. Very good yeah, actively off his line. I really uh, like. That's a new era for goalkeepers. Manuel Neuer mm-hmm. started this, obviously, uh, and that's why uh, Pep Guardiola bought him uh, from Befica because he was known for sweeper, sweeper keeping, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Uh, playing off his line, very active, very good with his feet as well. So uh, that's a good pick. I'm, I'm happy with that. And they're going to win the league, so you can't. You have to yeah. take that into consideration at yeah. the same time too. Yeah. Um. Four defenders. We got three city players in this. We got Draw Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, and John Stones. Again, great three picks from you guys. The last defender, Luke Shaw, who I think was absolutely phenomenal this year. Top along, tier. Top tier. Alongside the other three. This was, again, a great four picks from you guys uh, in the defense. All four of them fantastic. Three of them winning the league. Shaw finishing most likely second with Manchester United. Um, fantastic from you guys again. Midfield. Uh, midfield. Yeah, midfield. Go ahead. Kevin De Bruyne, Good like pick. we all expected. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes. Again, like we all expected. Third one. Yeah, this one is, uh, we put him in there because, you know, he's had a good season, but yeah. he's not on my team. He's not on my team. I'll tell you that right now. He's I can't say he's team. on my team either. We, Jack Grealish. Got... Jack Grealish. I don't know, man. He's good. He's been he's been good this season. Uh, uh, he's, he's, at, he's Villa's best player, that's for sure. Maybe yep. Ollie Watkins is up there too, another guy we mm-hmm. put in uh, the polls. Uh, didn't make any team here, but Jack Grealish makes the, makes the fan vote. Makes the fan vote. You know what? Good for Jack Grealish because he knows that they, he has fans behind him that are willing to put him in the team of the season. Yeah. Um, to make the attack. We we did it in a 4-3-3 uh, formation. Jack by the Grealish, way, sorry, Jack Grealish got six goals, 10 assists, just for you guys wondering. So Which is good. 10 assists, I rate. I rate the 10 yeah. assists. That's good for him. It's good for him. Um, attack, which I think this is kind of what most people are going to put for their attack. We got Harry Kane... Kingman's son. And Fox Rashford. <laughs> yeah. Um, I rate Kane and Son, obviously. Yeah. I think Kane and Son have to be up there. Rashford, I think Rashford's, I, Rashford's a little you, you could you can argue that one because there's been there's been uh Calvert Lewin, Patrick Bamford's been been great. Uh so there's there's some Salah's been great too. He has most goals. Or second most. Um yeah, so so overall, guys, again, thank you so much for voting your team. That Solid is your team. starting 11 for your team. Solid team. Solid team. It's a great team. Andrew, I'm going to toss the mic over to you for your your top 11 Premier League team of the season. Daniel, I'm, I I love I'm, – I'm a Bifika fan. You know, I always love the players. I always continue to follow them. So, Ederson, for me, I, I love. But I couldn't put him in the team of the season for me, personally. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to give credit to a goalie who absolutely deserves who's been phenomenal all season, who's really helped – uh, uh, Aston Villa turned their, you know, their their uh, goalkeeping struggles around because they, they were a little bit shaky before 
Uh, it's none other than the former Arsenal man, Emiliano Martinez, the Argentinian national goalkeeper. He's been he's been incredible. He's he's made 117 saves. Ederson only yeah. has to make 56, and that's because he has a tremendous defense in front of him. Whereas Emiliano Martinez, he's still got a decent uh, you know decent defense in front of him with uh, Ezri Konza and and uh, Tyrone Mings. Tyrone but, Mings, yeah. But it's it's no Manchester City defense, I'll tell you that. And he's been absolutely incredible for them. He really helped mm-hmm. propel them. Uh, when he first arrived into into a decent uh, position, they're sitting in the top five at one point. Um, he, he's been incredible. Thirty two appearances, fourteen clean sheets. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's nearly uh, you know half the time clean sheets he's getting there. So uh, I've I've been impressed with him. He's made one hundred seventeen saves, like I already said. So I, I've been really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's faced a lot of shots. It hasn't been easy for him, and uh, he's made some terrific top tier saves. So Emmy Martinez is my goalkeeper. Defense, Andrew. What Defense. It's going to follow the same lines as the the the, the fan vote. So I got Ruben Diaz. That's there's no doubt about it. He's absolutely mm-hmm. transitioned and altered that Manchester City defense, as I've mentioned mm-hmm. so many times. Uh, he's uh, he, he's been the real reason uh, why they've been so good at the back. He's really uh, like we mentioned this several episodes back, but he's really helped uh, John Stones to stay in this Manchester City team. Uh, mm-hmm. Helped John Stones look like prime Aldini at times. That's um, all because of uh, Ruben Diaz. So Ruben Diaz gets to nod there as one of my center backs. My other one, you know, he wasn't included in the fan vote, but he deserves to be in my team. Uh, it's a 20-year-old Frenchman, Wesley Fofana from Leicester. He was in the fan vote. He was in the fan vote, but he didn't make the but team. But he wasn't make team. He yeah, he didn't make team. team. That's what I meant to say. He didn't make the team. He's had 23 appearances um six clean sheets for for uh for Leicester he's had mm-hmm. uh and I just want to talk about his tackle success 60 percent that's pretty high uh most mm-hmm. guys average on the 40s and uh, some guys even in the 30s uh so 68 percent for a young center half like himself is pretty good um 53 interceptions that's that's a that's a great number in 23 matches uh mm-hmm. 84 clearances 50 headed clearances he's a big he's a big center half so he's able yep. to get up and uh, clear some some dangerous chances for the opposing side, 145 recoveries. That's a great number there. Uh, mm-hmm. You want your, you want your center halves to be able to recover the ball and stop uh, attacking plays. And he's been at the other end of it for, for a lot of strikers uh, frustration. So mm-hmm. uh, he, he's been absolutely incredible there. Duels one, he's won a lot of one V one duels, 151. That's a great stat as well. These are numbers for a 20 year old kid, Daniel. That's, that's yep. incredible. He's our age. He's our age mm-hmm. playing in the Premier League. He He's starting day in, day out. Uh, he, he's been the, the anchor at that back line for Leicester. And he's one of the main reasons as to why Leicester currently sits in the place they do. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Plain fact. That's why he's in my team this season. Those numbers do not lie. Uh, mm-hmm. They're impressive numbers for a kid. He's 20 years old. He's our age. That's, yep. that's insane. Yep, exactly. That's absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, and then obviously I have Juan Cancelo in there and, and Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw for me uh, has been really impressive, not in terms of his defensive capabilities, but going forward and transition. Um, he obviously has a tackle success of 65%, which is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 clean sheets as he's uh, put on a Manchester United jersey this year. Um, but going forward, he, he's been quite good. Uh, he has around 50 passes a match, 168 crosses. He's all, if you think of Luke Shaw, think of him jetting down the wing uh, and, and crossing the, the balls mm-hmm. for Cavani, for Rashford, for Martial. And he's been uh, the, the assist, uh, you know, 
the, the means for assists uh, for mm-hmm. Manchester United many times this year, and he's been uh, critical for them in some late mm-hmm. stages when they're chasing the game and they need some ball swung in. He's, he's been absolutely incredible. So I really rate uh, his comeback uh, story. And uh, it looks like Alex Tellez is going to be on his way out uh, because mm-hmm. he's not going to get any minutes with Luke Shaw like this. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Andrew, your three midfielders. Did I say I said drunk and too, right? Yes. Yeah, you said drunk and yep. So there, the three midfielders, my... very close to the the fan voting. Yeah. Very so close. obviously it's gonna have to be KDB. <laughs> There's my dog. Uh, it's gonna have to be KDB, uh, Bruno Fernandez, and uh, you know I'm a slide in Gunnigan. Gunnigan's been terrific as a center mm-hmm. midfielder, as a number eight in that midfield. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's in charge of you know recuperating a lot of balls as well, helps helping uh, Rajri out. And he's been really good in the absence of Kevin De Bruyne because Kevin De Bruyne has been out for quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's been Gunnigan. Gunnigan's been the man holding that midfield together. He has 12 goals, which is quite impressive for, for a midfielder. He's almost there up there with the, the 15 goal scorers like uh, Rashford and, and, and Son. So mm-hmm. it's been absolutely uh, an incredible season from Gunnigan, and he deserves a nod. Honorable mm-hmm. mention for me, I would have put in there Thomas Suchek. I know he's mm-hmm. – I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but he's in your team. Suchek's been phenomenal as well, but uh, I have to put in Gunnigan. Gunnigan's uh, been top tier this year, along with Bruno Fernandez. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, obviously, four, uh, I believe it's four Player of the Month awards for for Bruno, the most ever in yep. history in a, in a calendar season. Uh, so incredible from Bruno Fernandez as well. So that's my midfield, solid midfield. Mm-hmm. No, no discrepancies there. And then my attack, I have Kane and Son. Has to be Kane and Son. Kane's obviously uh, the leading goal scorer in the Premier League this year uh, with 21 goals. So he's been and leading a sister too. And leading a sister as well. So he's been mm-hmm. he's been quite good. And then I have Hungman's son. And then uh, to round it up, I have uh, Mohamed Salah. He's got 20 goals. Don't sleep on Salah. I know uh, Liverpool have had a poor season, but uh, you got to give him a nod because he's been uh, responsible for a lot of goal scoring for for mm-hmm. Liverpool this season. Mm-hmm. That's that's my team this season. Overall, Andrew, fantastic team. Um, slight discrepancies from you and the fans' vote. I think the fan, the fans did such a good job in doing this that that our teams are basically almost the same with a couple of players switching in and out. My team kickstarting us off with the goalkeeper. I've come off of both you and the fan vote. I don't think Andrew's too happy about this. One. <laughs> I don't rate it, Daniel. I'll tell you, I don't rate it. We got cash versus Michael. Okay, I think this guy deserves so much for what he's done for this team because he's been fantastic following in his dad's footsteps being an absolute phenomenal goalkeeper overall he's been great Leicester sit in third he has 11 clean sheets absolutely great from him all year he's been great over the past i'm going to say four five six years um and he, i know I, w- I would put lucas fabianski over him and no, i'll put nick Pope over him yes i would yes i would no, not nick yes, I would. nick pope no. plays with uh ben me and uh so uh so, uh, I, I would why, def- why are you why are you doing the bend me and Tarkowski dirty like that? <laughs> Two gross center backs. Come on now. Um, no, come on. Schmeichel's been great. I think he's been fantastic. You know, Fofana's been good in front of him. Even you got uh, Soyonsu in front of him as well. Two pretty good center backs. You know, Fofana's been great this year. Soyonsu was great last year, and he was even pretty good this year. Um, but Schmeichel has never gotten the recognition that he deserves. So I'm going to finally give it to him. He's going into my team of the season as my goalkeeper. He deserved it in 2016. He still deserves it. Yeah. Um, moving on to, to to defenders. I got the exact same uh, back line as, as Andrew does. And as the same back line as you guys with one change, which is Fofana, exactly like Andrew. I got Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, Shaw, and Fofana. Um like Andrew said, all four of them have been fantastic. We we both subbed out John Stones for Fofana because we think Fofana's been great all year. 
And John Stones, as good as he has, he's been, he's had like Ruben Diaz beside him and Consuelo beside him. So like, it's not hard for him to look fantastic, even though he has been great. Um, but we put Fofana in over John Stones. My midfield. I think everybody knows it's going to be Bruno because he's the GOAT and um, De Bruyne. Again, two fan- phenomenal players. They're probably going to be in the team of the season in the midfield or for as long as they're left in the league. And then Andrew put him as honorable mention. I kind of did a little swap. My honorable mention is, is Gundogan because I think he's been fantastic of, of City midfielders. He's been great. I put Suchek in because he's been like a, a rock at this as for this West Ham side. Um, he's been fantastic. He even has like eight or nine goals going forward too, because he's massive. He's like six four or something. Um, so he he scores a lot of headers and a lot of uh, goals off of set set pieces and stuff like that. He's been great. I know he's like Shout a gladiator for that midfield. He does all the dirty work, mm-hmm. and then he still manages as a CDM to score goals for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top top signing. You know, people don't talk about him enough because it's Suchek came from came from uh, Prague. You know, it, it wasn't like a highly rated signing coming in, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I've I've kept an eye on him. He's been quite impressive, uh, and uh, he's really helped gel that team, that midfield together. And uh, with Mark Noble on any given day and mm-hmm. uh, Jay Lings, they've they've been uh, a top team. And he's one of the main reasons why West Ham's at the top of the table. Simple as yep. that, because uh, he he's been able to disrupt a lot of attacking plays and also uh, start uh, the, you know kickstart the offensive attacks for mm-hmm. them. So. Yeah, he's been great all year. So therefore, he's going to go into my midfield, and then the attack. Andrew put Salah. I'm completely agreeing with you fans. Again, greatest fans in the world. Rashford, Kane, Son. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that Rashford, Kane, and Son deserves to be up there. How good, of, good. how good of an attack would that be in real life? That would be a phenomenal attack, too. That would be a oh, any, Anybody who gets it. Like, even your, your attack, Kane, Son, Salah. Like, these, yeah. these attacks are nuts. Um, but then again, that's what you look. You're looking, you're looking at some of the best players in the world performing it all year in the Premier League. They deserve to be in the team of the season. Um Rashford, you know, he's been great. Salah's been great, obviously, like you had as well. I got to put Rashford. I'm going to agree with the fans here. Rashford's my uh, my attacker with Kane and Son. And uh, that about wraps it up for the Premier League team of the season. Daniel, just just for jokes, uh, who, would you want, who would you want managing this team? Who would I want man? Uh, Pep Guardiola. There's not a doubt in my mind that I want to want Pep Guardiola. No, you know what? <laughs> you know who I'd want managing this side, Andrew? Yeah. Ole. <laughs> Definitely not. Only at the wheel. That bus is Definitely not. I would want. I would want Big Sam. Sam Allardyce, the, the relegation man, the relegation specialist, oh God. managing my side. What a legend! So what I'd have go. Uh, managing my team. No, I'd probably put uh, be be be. Yeah, I was gonna say. Bielsa. I was, I was gonna yeah, say Bielsa. Bielsa as well. He's a yeah, he's yeah. a great football mind, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see him, you know, qualify next year. Maybe Leeds will have a better. Not to say that they didn't have a great season this year because they're my dark horse, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I knew they're they're they had some talent there. Um, they need a couple more pieces, I think, Daniel, uh, mm-hmm. and they'll really sure up their team and, and uh, cause some problems. Because with a coach like that and and a couple more uh, you know players, uh, utility players that can help get you some wins, mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind they could uh, they could challenge for Europa League next year. I wouldn't doubt mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, that's the end of this episode. Another Dang, great one. What an episode, Daniel. 12, episode 12, season two. Episode 12, season two. We got, wow. we still got a couple more episodes left. You know, there's still five more match days left to go in the, in the Prem. A um, couple more episodes left for you guys. Again, as always, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate how much you've been active on socials and stuff like that. Um, thank you, as always. If you want to listen to us, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, anywhere you guys want to listen, even on YouTube. Um, 
we're there. So again, as always, we appreciate you. Yeah, follow us on Premier Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, you know, check out the story, check out the post, give us some like, share with your friends. Um, we appreciate all the love, as we already mentioned, and uh, thank you for all your support. That about wraps it up. Episode 12, Premier League Talks, Team of the Season. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time. See you later.